0: Looking to start a business? Owner gives you the tools you need to get started today. Trusted by companies like RBC, Futurepreneur, and the City of Toronto, Owner enables Canadian entrepreneurs to start, manage, and grow their business. Right now, Owner is offering their sole proprietor registration for just $49. I used Owner to register my business back in 2020 and it was so easy to do. When I make the move to incorporate, I am definitely going through Owner. Find out how easy it is to start your business today at calanbrecken.com forward slash owner. That's O W N R. Or click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get on to today's episode. Welcome to the Business Day Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callum Brecken, and on today's episode, I have entrepreneur Jasmine Cornejo. Jasmine is no corporate conformist. She is a bold boss babe who's breaking the mold with a passion for networking, empowering women, and smashing glass ceilings. As the mastermind behind Femaven Getaways, she whisks women away on unforgettable journeys where they can connect, explore new cultures, and have a blast. When she's not jet-setting or helping ladies embrace solo travel, she's in the trenches with female entrepreneurs. Jasmine's a pro at turning chaotic businesses into sleek, sexy operations. She does this by jumping in feet first as their right-hand woman and online business manager. I am so excited to speak to Jasmine today, so let's jump in. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Jasmine. I am so excited to have you and to talk about all the entrepreneurship stuff you do. So how about you go ahead and do a little bit of an intro for yourself?
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. It's always fun to meet these different people virtually around the world. There's so much magic in it, right? Um, So I am Jasmine Cornejo, I am the multi-passionate founder of Femaven Getaways, so I curate getaways for women around the world to pull us together to connect with each other, indulge in local cultures and have a shit ton of fun. Um, And then my other business um, is I'm an online business manager and business mentor, um, helping CEOs essentially scale, um, but by creating sexy systems, Um, so taking it from messy to sexy.
0: Nice. I love that. And I love the travel because we didn't jump into this before. Usually I have a little meet and greet before we start recording, (laughs) but I've actually been to like 80 countries and over 200. Oh my God. Yes. Yes,
1: I love that. (laughs)
0: Yes. I will work for travel. Not really, but like I will, you know, like I I want to the shirt, like we'll work for travel. (laughs) Um, So I love that. I absolutely love what you do. How did you get started on this journey of being an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I always say I knew really early on, I was not meant to have a boss, right? I mean, I started even in high school when they were trying to give like me dress code rules. I was like, "Mm, that's a rule. I'm going to break that. Um, and then I went on to further my career and it was like corporate world that's stable. And then I worked for, you know, big banks and big hotels. And once again, had this boss that I just was like, "Mm, this doesn't feel right. And so, um, I had the opportunity to work for a small company pretty early on in my twenties. And that's when I started to feel like I had found something special. And then just from learning and seeing a business grow from being like a small family business to bigger, I was like, all right. I want to do that. I'm just waiting for like, what's going to be my thing, right? It's like, I would search for it. I'd wake up every day and be like, I want to be an entrepreneur. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then finally it hit one day and I knew what I was going to do, at least for the travel company. Um, And that was, I got laid off from COVID. I'd been working in hospitality, tourism events for like 10 plus years and getting laid off felt like the scariest, but the best thing for me.
0: Yes, that happened to a lot of people in COVID. I know because I worked for uh, a company in the Middle East. Um, I had actually quit back in 2019. But I had colleagues who were still flying and still all over the world. And then when COVID hit, they're like, okay, they kind of chilled for a while. And then slowly but surely, everybody started getting laid off. And I look back, and I was like, Oh, my God, I'm so glad that like, I left before that. Um, Because I just would not have wanted to be I'm glad I left on my own terms. Because I was like you, I I'm not a great employee in the sense that I'm constantly no. like, this is awful. <laughs> this is stupid. You shouldn't do it like this. Yeah. this. doesn't work. Like, why are you doing it like that? Um, but I'm a great employee to like, I'll do the work really well. And I do it a hundred percent, but I'll yeah it's being done wrong because you're making me do it wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Or it's like, why do we got to do a hundred steps to get there? Like, let's just pass that on. I don't understand why we got to do all these things because we're checking the boxes. Like, let me just get there.
0: (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. I hear you on that. So what was, what would you say is like, you know, the biggest struggle that you struggled with when you were starting your business then?
1: Oh, I mean, to be honest, I think there's a mindset component that people don't really talk about enough. And I feel like it's coming out more. And it was like checking all these boxes of how to set things up in terms of like operational, which I've got, you know, I'm, I'm here for that, because I come from project management and events. Um, it was the mindset of it, the, the lonely days, it was the days of having no one to ask or getting lost in Google or all those pieces that I think the mindset was really like a big struggle for, for me and just how to set up my days and how to set up time to be useful and also like make sure I was getting step to step to step, especially before you actually have like all these clients, right? It's like, what does the work look like?
0: Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Mentorship is definitely one of the biggest like game changers that I came across in my business where it was just like struggling for so long. And then finally mentors, like I figured out how to get them. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm not supposed <laughs> to do it alone.
1: Yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And we go from having, you know, these big networks around us when we're working for a company, and you don't realize that you do rely on them as much as some days you're like, I hate them, or this isn't for me, Um, to when you're then on your own, it's like you didn't, I, you no longer had that same network to get you to that next place the other thing I struggled with is I call it my corporate trauma it's like I lost my voice and my personality in like writing emails trying to create blogs trying to create content because it was just I was always being stifled down by them um, and trying to be so formal and even the way I dressed and like the suits and like it wasn't truly me and so coming back to create a brand and a personality it took me a while to get there
0: yeah, do like I do you think you found that like in your email? It was so hard to pull away from that cut and paste dryness that so many <laughs> corporate emails make you they're like, do this. And you're like, oh, nobody's gonna resonate with that because it's so <laughs> blasé. What do you do yeah. now for your emails, like your personality? How do you infuse them in there now?
1: Oh my god, I, I have so much fun with it. Like, I mean, basic grammar is there, but I've thrown out like the perfect grammar a hundred percent. I mean, there's tools now that kind of helps that, but before that, um kind of like talking, but I you know, everyone's a lovely uh girl a you know hey friend no one you know it's not formal there's always a cheers my out of office will never ever be boring again like I'm very much like I'm on vacation drinking margaritas because we enjoy a break or you know I'm at this conference doing this and I try and really infuse it into my emails and my communication with people to make sure they know that I'm a human on this other side of this
0: Yes, I think that that's one of the biggest turning points in today's society is that we are rehumanizing the workforce, or at least in my mind, it's what yeah. I'm trying to do is to rehumanize the workforce. And for people to understand that it's like, there cannot be there's this concept of like, leave, leave your, your shit at the door and come in and come to work and do your work. It's like, yes, do your work. But like, we're humans, you, you can't do that. We can't. I mean, we can cover our compartmentalize, <laughs> but it is so unhealthy. Yeah. For it us. is that it's like we have to bring our whole selves to work. And I think the companies that are succeeding and that are doing well figured that out and are figuring that out and how to implement that into their systems today.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I I couldn't agree more. And also admitting like when I make a mistake or something gets skipped in my business, rather than blaming it or saying something, I just say, you know, I'm so sorry that got skipped or this didn't happen. Like, let me get right on top of that for you rather than trying to come up with like some huge reason why it didn't happen or blame it on something else
0: yeah own up I'm sorry fucked up
1: yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah poopsie exactly. poopsie. I'm a human being <laughs> yeah. I mean as long as
0: it's not happening to yes, the point where it's like this is a problem
1: yeah yeah <laughs> no definitely <laughs> yeah
0: but definitely owning up and like just being like hey I'm a human I think that also gives other people permission to be humans and if they it aren't does. allowing you to be a human then it's like okay do I even need you as a client do I want yeah. you as a client
1: yeah, no, absolutely. And then also just like putting gifs in emails, like so much fun, right? To be able to put like a little video in there to help and emojis to help kind of get across the emotion you're trying to say that might not be coming across in text. Like it's, it can be such a fun world if once you break that barrier of like getting away from that that standard structure.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I want to know more about Femaven. So it's like Maven. It's like Female Maven. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me more about like your business and what you do there for women, because I absolutely loved it when you told me about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, it really came out of this place of uh, women, and when we're adults, it's like we travel when we're young, and like that gap here, right? And then travel as you get older starts to look like family travel. Um, couple travel, um, and that you kind of lose this, lose this gap of like friendship travel, unless it's for bachelorettes. And, you know, there's always like a reason why you got to travel, but just the friendship part of it, but it's also coming from a place of, so I do like curated experiences for a group of friends that want to travel. So busy corporate women, they're like, we have the money we can take time off, but I don't have time to plan it is where I jump in. They tell me all their dreams come true. And I make that happen. Um, And then I do this hosted experience, which is truly like my baby, um, which is where I take women who might not have friends who can travel with them, who financially might be at a different place than their friends, family-wise, different place, or maybe their husbands passed away, or they've just recently divorced and are looking to like reconnect with the world and didn't get that chance when they were younger because it's definitely become more popular now, right? And to where I take, I always say I take like anywhere between six and 10 perfect strangers on a trip to a city. um, And I plan it and I bring us together and we have these adult sleepovers essentially get to know each other, bond on a different level and explore these local cultures in a very non-tourist way. And then by the end, I hope that we develop and have lasting friendships out of it.
0: I love that. I love that. (laughs) That's awesome. And it's so true. Corporate, like corporate world, everybody does. They grow up. I mean, in that heteronormative world, a lot of people grow up, get married, have kids, do all that stuff. In the world that I come from, the gays, we still very much do our friendship travel. And everybody's always looking at us like, why are they having so much fun? Their lives seem pretty awesome. It's like, Yeah, because we still travel with our friends and we still make a point to include that in our lives. Like, yes, a lot of people don't have kids, which makes it easier. Um, But I think that that's a really important aspect of adulthood that people don't talk about or acknowledge is that. You need to still create those moments and carve out that time for that friendship because your partner can't be your everything they are not supposed to be that is way too much pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to have friendships and you need to cultivate time to go and spend with them.
1: Yeah, it's so important. I am someone who actually doesn't want to get married or have kids either. So I feel like that like level of fun for the rest of my life is also always there. Um, So maybe looking for an excuse a little bit on how to like build it really into my life. Um, But I always said, like, think about all the photos you have in times you've gotten professional photos, right? It's typically been with like children, if you have them for work, your um, weddings, but how often as adults or even younger adults, do you have professional photos with just your girlfriends? Not many people have that. And so I build those into the trip. So people are able to take those photos and take them home and have that on the wall next to all their other family photos, because friends truly are our family. And especially, I mean, in my life, they are They're you know, at a very equal level level with me because they keep me sane most, most days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Coming from that LGBTQ community, like, my friends are my chosen family and it's just like we do friends giving and like Mm -hmm. friends every single holiday it's friends 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 especially a lot of people who didn't maybe come from families that they could spend with their Mm -hmm. family and stuff like that so it's super important so I love that you do that um can we can I ask like what's one of like the um hardest lessons you've learned when you were starting this business, one from when you started the business and then one maybe from later on down the road. So let's start off with one of the lessons you learned when you first started the business.
1: Um, I think when I first started the business, the, to be honest, the finances side of it is, it was a really interesting piece for me because, and the legal side of it, there's a lot of liability in what I do because I'm taking people and meeting them in different countries. There's, you know, alcohol involved in it. Typically there's just like all these moving parts and just not knowing fully or where to Google because I'm not considered a travel agent. I'm more like group tour travel coach. Um, So I play in a little bit of a different field and there was just no straight on answer or contract or place to get the insurance I needed. Um, And so just like navigating that was, it was a scary place. And same thing with the finances because like my other business is pretty service based, so it's just like I do the service and it goes out. But I have a lot of incoming money that comes into travel, and then a lot of outgoing that goes into it. And in the beginning, I'll first admit I was messy. I was real messy with my finances, and you know, barely breaking even on some of my trips because I'd be like, "Oh, what's extra ten dollars or what's extra fifty dollars here?" Like I want to, I want to treat them, and I want to make this special. And then coming out of it and be like, well, okay, well, I lost money on that one. You know, that didn't go as well as I wanted it to. Um, And those were probably some of my biggest challenges, like starting off.
0: Nice. And what were some of the, so going from there, finances is a huge part. For (laughs) me and my business, like the only reason my finances are together is because I ended up getting a mentor who was a bookkeeper. And so I was, I got paired with him in a program and was like, I don't know if we're going to get along, but sure, I need <laughs> to have a mentor for this program. And just, she ended up being the biggest godsend, like, oh my, just like, she saved me so much money and taught me so much about money. Do you think that being an entrepreneur, especially like creative ones and fun ones who are like, I just want to go out and have fun and do this stuff. What would you tell them about how to get their finances in order to start with and to not be afraid of it? Because I think that that's a big problem where a lot of entrepreneurs, they have the ideas, they have the goals, and it all just falls short because they just don't know how to financially plan for it or get it together. What are some good first tips or ideas to give somebody to be like, don't be afraid of it, you can do it? Yeah.
1: I think for me, I'm someone who kind of likes to learn a little bit before I like hire someone or dive into it. And I think now with like YouTube, there's so many videos you can watch or just find like a mini course on like bookkeeping for small businesses or taxes for small businesses. Um, So that would be a big big one is like kind of dive into it to just have an understanding. But honestly, even if it's just a simple Excel spreadsheet to start with, which you can also buy amazing templates for just start there. Um, But one, I, one of I'd say my best investments early on was having like our CRM system that handles all my proposals, handles everything. And I use HoneyBook um, currently for one of my businesses and it's just, it streamlines it and, pushes out a P and L and also where my costs are going, but also just allows me to track my incoming money um, and also get money quicker and faster from people. You know, I always, I like to say that we should all have at least four ways someone can pay us between Venmo, Zelle, a payment credit processor and PayPal, right? You don't want that to be the barrier on why people aren't coming to you. But um, I think getting like some kind of system that is taking your money in and tracking it is a huge piece and don't, don't be scared of it. Definitely don't be scared of it because the longer you push it off, which like I said, I'm so guilty in that um, the harder it was to kind of go back.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. QuickBooks, for me, it's QuickBooks and Stripe. I mean, I have PayPal, but QuickBooks and Stripe were kind of the two big ones. QuickBooks was like to track everything and just put it all in there, put the receipts in there, you know, and learn that system. And then Stripe was, you know, charging, and that was pretty straightforward. Um, But it's really important to get in there and at least do the basics so that when you do go to a bookkeeper, it's there, it's digital, it might Mm -hmm. still be messy. But even if you booked like one session with a bookkeeper to be like, hey, can you just teach me how to use QuickBooks, the basic mm-hmm. things that I should do to set up so that at the end of the year, I don't have to race and like input all this information. I can just input my receipts as I go. And then at year's end, it's all organized for you, the bookkeeper. Um, that's what I would definitely say advice wise there. And yeah, yeah same.
1: It's, it's it's so important.
0: Uh so, number two is what have you learned later on in being a business as you grew?
1: Um, I think as I've grown, the community and like network that I've built is so important. I've always been a networker, but I was always a networker for other brands and other companies before I started my own thing. And it's a huge piece of my business now. I try and go to one thing a week, minimum, I always say, or be, you know, either a mastermind, a networking event, or just something because. In the end, yes, you can market on Instagram and through email and all those things, but like those personal connections you make and how they're sharing about your business, there's so much power in that and so much growth in it. And it is it is such an easier sell. Like someone who I've met at an event and then they now follow me on Instagram, It's there's no, no conversation that needs to happen. It's just like they book and they're ready to go on a trip, whether that be right now or next year, compared to like the amount of time and effort I have to put into something when I'm more doing de- the digital marketing side. So um, I went through a point where I, I got confident, let's say. And so I had pulled and busy, pulled back from going to a lot of this stuff um, locally. And I felt like a lull in my business. And I was like, what is happening? Where? What changed here? And I realized it was I had gotten too busy to do that stuff and to just start keep building my like personal connections. And that was even just a mental thing as well. And once I got back out into it, it was almost like the floodgates opened back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I I'm a chronic introvert. And so it's really (laughs) hard for me. I promised myself to do one a month. So
1: okay. (laughs) Um,
0: But I have to say that's definitely where my business turned around as well Is when things started going much better for me is when I finally started to go out and to do these events that other people were at. Um, And especially events that weren't ones that are in my sector. Like I'm in tech, SEO, Uh, going to other ones that weren't necessarily in that realm helped because people in my world don't need my work. It's people outside of my world that need my work. Right. Exactly. putting myself into these situations and finding these professional settings that I could put myself into, I was like, okay, I got to do at least one a month. (laughs) Um, It definitely is life-changing.
1: It is, and to be me, honest, I mean, I feel like a podcast is kind of networking in a weird way too. Like, you have a podcast because you're meeting people one on one like this, and so it counts. So you you are doing more than once a month. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> yeah. this is true. You know what? You uh, are right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that was like a huge piece. It's like never forget that part of it. Is like you still need that human connection, and people still need to see the person behind the brands, rather you're attending conferences, which is also a huge component of it going to smaller events, whatever it might be. And I love what you say about getting outside of your industry, um, because it's true. That's where the people, the events that are about your industry is where you learn and you grow and you can lean on each other. Outside of it is where potential clients are.
0: Right on the nose, right on the nose. (laughs) Definitely, yeah, that's how I use them. I go to like my specific events or for me to learn and grow and I'm focused. I'm not necessarily networking per se there, but then it's when there's other kind of outside just like business gatherings or like, hey, a general business meetup or something like that that somebody's throwing out there that I'm like, okay, I'll go to that. And that will be the networking, trying to kind of maybe let everybody know what the business is and that kind of a thing. So great, great advice. I love that. Thanks. (laughs) Um, What has been one of the most rewarding parts about starting your own business?
1: I think it's really just like my passion truly is helping women um, in that on both sides of my business however I'm doing that Um, and that is like the true the reason why I'm here right it's either to help them see the world get confident to see the world make friends for my travel business or the other side it's to help them set up their businesses to be strong enough and maintain them and help them scale it's where then they have the time to travel with me right because it's you can get so caught up in your own businesses that you can't travel or you don't feel like you can leave which is the reason why we started our businesses was to have this flexibility but it's so easy to get tied into the hustle in the day-to-day towards like I want to be able to go in, help them get their businesses organized automated sexy as I call it to then they're able to take time off with me on the other side.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so important. It's very true. Like make your time for yourself as an entrepreneur, you can get in the weeds. And it's just like, there's always like, Oh, I need to make more money. I need to make more money. I need to do this. I need to do that. There's always going to be that because this is your baby. This is what you're growing. You're going to feel that need. And unless you learn early on, which mentors help you with this, learn Mm -hmm. early on to carve out that time for yourself and to like set structure, you will burn yourself out very quickly.
1: Very quickly. Yeah, definitely.
0: Have you ever burnt out in your business?
1: Um, I would say I was kind of close, but I was very, very like adamant when I first started to not even build that lifestyle to start. And I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs where we disagree, like you have to hustle and then you can step back. And I was like, no, no, even if it's a slower grow for me, I'm not going to hustle right in the beginning, and I don't know if you know anything about human design, but I am a projector, and my projectorness does not want to hustle. <laughs> it is there, a very strict line of work, <laughs> how much work this little brain can do, which is also probably why I didn't hustle into where it's taken me a slower grow because I'm not willing to work every night all the time. There's seasons and times where you have to, to where. I've built in a little bit of a slower pace where I haven't burnt down as much. But that being said, there's certain times where I'm like, all right, I gotta step in. To be honest, I'm in that right now. I took some big vacations. I joined some different mentorship groups, some accelerator programs. So I feel like I'm in a semester of school while scaling my business, while trying to vacation. Um, And I wouldn't say I'm at burnout. I'm just at like a max capacity. But I know it has an end. It has an end date. It's on my calendar. I have a big celebration for myself that day to like book a massage, like treat myself as soon as that, that season's over.
0: Yes. I love that you're talking about seasons and like seasons in your work, because it is so true and so important for entrepreneurs to understand this, that it's like it cannot be go 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 all the time go growth 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 you have to bake in seasons into your business and also as you grow as a business person you will recognize that there are Mm -hmm. busy times in your season or busy seasons in your business and slower seasons in your business and sort of plan things accordingly you know as you grow and learn as an entrepreneur you're like okay summertime real slow I'm gonna plan Mm -hmm. to also go on holiday and I'm not gonna feel guilty about it because I know that's slow but that kind of is the thing that comes with time and learning it and does. And And I'm
1: still and I'm definitely still learning that piece of it. Um, and I feel like this year was one of those times where I, I definitely learned the different balances and just communicating with people around me in my circle, like, hey, I'm in the busy season. So I'm not saying no, because I don't love you. I'm not saying no, because I don't like you. I'm just saying no, because I'm in that season right now.
0: Yes. Yeah. Learning healthy boundaries and how to communicate them properly. <laughs> also a really important lesson,
1: that you about, which oh, tracks
0: yeah. back, which actually <laughs> tracks back to the beginning when you said like a lot of entrepreneurship is like the mental health side of it. Like you need to know yourself enough to know what you need to like ask for and how to get that help and how to get that support. And it took me 10 years of doing like personal 10 to 15 years of doing personal development before I even recognize that for myself, of being like, oh, I need mentors. I need these things for my yeah. business. I need to be part of organizations and certification programs really help that mm-hmm. because they plug mm-hmm. you into those groups and organizations who can help your growth. And it just took so long to get there to figure that out. But yeah, don't do that. Everybody out there listening, do not burn <laughs> yourself out. Do not think no. you have to do it alone. Learning, you don't. Learn good communication skills and ask for help. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's been a huge piece of it is like those boundaries pieces. And it's okay to set boundaries with their clients with yourself. Like, otherwise, if you give them a mile, they're gonna they're gonna take that mile.
0: (laughs) They will, they will (laughs) take way more than that mile. You trust me? Oh, my. I have very clear limits. I have a booking (laughs) calendar. That's how you get in contact with me. I only take bookings on certain days of the week. I don't work Saturday, Sunday. I don't work past five, like, yeah, rules, rules. Yeah.
1: I have the same, I have the same rules. And I know when I like start working with a new client and I, I'm like, so what's your schedule look like? And they'll take client meetings all week. And I'm like, how do you get into the deep work when it's just constantly like talk, 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 talk. And you're like, okay, well, I got 30 minutes. So I need to do this thing for 30 minutes. Like for me, there's no way. Like when my extrovert is on, my extrovert is on and I just want to like play in that world. And then when I need to do deep work, I'm like, please leave me alone. Don't talk to me. Like I need to get into this work.
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned human design earlier. I feel like you also <laughs> like uh, uh, you might know astrology. So I'm an Aquarius. Yeah. I'm very like yeah. I need my space. I need uh, yeah. my quiet. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm a Scorpio, but on the um the Libra side of it, and so um I sit in a little bit different side, but very much I have some strict boundaries. And when I'm feeling rubbed the wrong way, it is like we know it's not good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, So do you have anything that we've not talked about yet? Do you have any words of wisdom or advice for the listeners who are thinking about starting their own business?
1: I'd say just do it. So, and I say that because I feel like I've done both sides. So my travel business, because I got laid off during COVID and really couldn't do much. Right. And, um, I was very thankful for like the COVID loans, the way I had been laid off, um, to where I essentially kind of used that money as my grants, I say, to like grow my business, but I had the opportunity to kind of build a brand, build a website, like do all the pretty things and set it up that way. Um, and that was amazing and one learning. But my other business kind of just started on a whim because I was doing virtual assisting to kind of pay my way while I was starting my travel company lightly. Um, and then one day someone's like, you need to take that to another level. Like you've, you're you way more than a virtual assistant, you know, project manager, fractional COO. And that I started without the website, without the official Instagram handle, like without all the official things, like barely even packages set up. And that was almost easier to grow and also pivot as I was learning than the other side because I felt so attached to like this brand and these colors and even my name at the time which eventually I had to change my original name um, because of trademarking to where it's like just truly just started out a little bit and just play with it a little bit and then start to do some of the formalizations because I'm sure you probably our business is my model has changed, how I operate has changed, my products have changed. Some of the things I thought I was going to fall in love with and start with, I no longer do. And now I'm doing these other things, which I didn't even realize was something I enjoyed doing, because I just didn't know it was out there.
0: Oh, a 100% my, <laughs> my stuff has pivoted. Like before this podcast, <laughs> I was on uh, the Game and Going Deeper podcast, which, you know, we help I help grow to doing great things. And I love them over there. But like I was over there doing personal development and all this other stuff. But behind the scenes, I was this tech nerd. And I was building out all these things mm. in the background of the business that I was like, this is where my heart really soars. So it was a hard decision to be like, I need to pivot and go where my heart is taking me. Yeah. Um. But to give yourself that grace and give yourself that permission in your business to pivot is very important to be like, it's- okay, I need to do this but think about it. Like it took me, I was thinking about it maybe for at least six months before I actually yeah. decided to like voice that thing. And I said, okay, by this date, if I still feel like this, that's when I'll start moving. And I was like, cause you know, let's give it six months and find out. And it was still like, okay, yep. This is the right time to do that. But yeah, pivoting and giving yourself that grace to be able to do that is hugely important. Cause you never know where it's going to lead you.
1: You don't, you definitely don't. And also just be able to like People are like, you started a second business, but your other one's not like, you know, you're not making millions on it yet. Are you sure you want to focus your time? I said, well, why not have two incomes, especially like one can be a little bit more passive than the other one. They're both going to get me there financially. My brain can work in two different ways and it keeps me interested in two different ways. So like, yeah, don't feel like you need to fully shut something down just to start on the other one. Like, You can do both and lift them both up kind of together.
0: Definitely. And, and it goes back to the seasons part where it's like this, like this podcast right now, it's part of my business, but mm-hmm. like I do like my bread and butter kind of thing is SEO and like website work for businesses and companies. But this podcast is like another offshoot of that business, getting it all ready and prepared to launch and doing all that was a busy season. But now yeah. that it's it's out, it's coming out. Now it's just kind of upkeep and it's easy to do. So now I can pivot my thoughts to other things again. And there's always going to be, okay, what part of your business are you going to level up? What part are you focusing on? Where's that busy season for you right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you said that perfectly.
0: Awesome. Cool Mm -hmm. beans. All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we wrap things up today?
1: No, I think, I mean, I think it was a great conversation. Yeah. I think just for, you know, entrepreneurs, just follow your heart and your heart might change and give yourself permission to go there with it. Um, And yeah, make sure you build a sustainable business, not a hustle and grind business because you won't, you won't last in this world.
0: No, there, no, (laughs) you will not last hustling, grinding, like, anytime. I can't remember what that guy's name is, but every time that guy's like hustle and grinding and like, I'm like, Oh God, that makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I'm not a hustle and grind kind of a business builder. I am strictly focused on doing good work and just like, being around people and meeting other people doing the work and like enjoying it and just taking note from them and I'd rather build a really solid found and stable foundation that then can grow up from there than yeah. to build it fast and strong and make lots of money right away oh, it's very like bro tech bro energy and I am not about that it's, vibe
1: it's very I worked at in a sector of tech because I worked for girls in tech. So, and there was a definite energy in that world that it was like, eat, sleep, drink tech which is why their offices are so incredible. They just want to keep you in that hub. And that's why they feed you and give you all the free stuff is because they are like, stay here, don't leave. Pretend like you have a good, healthy life.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Your life is well-rounded, right? We have a yoga room. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. We have a nap room because you haven't slept in three days and you can take a nap in it. You're healthy, right? <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Awesome. So where can people find more about you, about your holiday packages that you offer, all of that kind of good stuff?
1: Yeah. So you can find me for my travel company, It's at famaven.getaways. And then for my online business management, you can find me at Jasmine, which is J-A-Z-M-I-N-M Cornejo. Or you can find me, which is my favorite at sexybizsystems.com. So it's B-I-Z-Z systems.com.
0: Perfect. So I'll make sure to have those all in the show notes for everybody so you can choose whatever link you need. (laughs) It has been magical having you on the podcast, Jasmine. Thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your Thank you
1: so much. I appreciate it. I had so much fun. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Thanks again for tuning in today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you really enjoyed today's episode, I would love a star rating from you. The Business Gay Podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callan Brecken. And if you're looking to get a free SEO website audit, you can head on over to callanbrecken.com forward slash audit and set one up with me. Or you can just click the link in the show notes. That's it for today. Peace, love, rainbows.